Hello and welcome to the first episode of season two of Carpet Talk. Um, we're a little unconventional right now. We're currently Zooming and um, <laughs> we have headphones in and we're doing this over a little podcast app, but we're like a thousand no, miles away. It is very other. professional. Okay, whatever. Um, we are absolute no, 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 no. We're back <laughs> in our own corners of the country, um, some thousand miles apart. But I'm still on a carpet. Um, yeah, there's a candle lit. Sipping beverages. It's vibing. It's good. You have a candle lit? Yeah, I do. Oh, well, it's, you um, didn't tell me. I think it's, I got it at some like small store. It's like maple, maple scented, maple flavored. Oh, yeah. It's I don't have nice. a candle lit. Um, sorry about that. I have a rose Ambiance. Nice. And nice. I have a drink and I have a carpet. So we're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, we are officially in, in summer and. We apologize for the little gap in time. Once again, we had finals. We Welcome had traveling. To season two. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to season two. two. <laughs> we took a, a professional hiatus. Um, Very professional. Yeah. To- Emily, do you know what I feel like right now? What? I feel like we're more like Father Dave and Bob than ever oh. before. Oh, absolutely. They, this is our little shout out to them. Father Dave definitely sits on the floor of his bedroom with his um, starfish bed sheets behind him. <laughs> I'm being for real. I have my bed sheets have fish and star starfish and seahorses on them, and Very that's definitely the guys. setup that they have going as well. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, um, maybe we give a little life update, and yeah. then we'll go into today's episode, which I'm really excited about. This kind of this episode, uh, just for your your information, this episode kind of <laughs> happened. Uh, in the last hour, mm-hmm. um, but you'll get the story on that later. So do you want to give your life update? Yeah. Um, Kaylee and I are now both seniors in college, um, which sparked- Why many, would you say that? It sparked many small existential crises. Um, yeah. Um, I'm back home in Florida for the summer. I'm working at the summer camp for my diocese. Uh, this is the third summer that I've worked there. Um, I've been running with core team and planning summer camp things and- um, recovering from college life and goodwill thrifting a lot um playing with my dogs and yeah cooking a lot of food it's very nice i made pasta literally as soon as i got home it was wonderful classic yeah classic all right well i'm also home i'm in boston right now um i am working at a little ice cream shop for the second summer in a row It is awesome. I love it. It just, (laughs) it's the slow pace lifestyle that I uh, need after a semester of nursing school. Um, Also, recovering from college life, back with the family, back with my nephews who are absolutely nuts, but it's great. (laughs) Um, Today, I was bombarded with fake water guns because they don't have real water guns yet. Um, Yeah. It was great. It was really great because I was able to escape it without being completely drenched while also participating in the little water fight. But um, yeah, I, I'm just happy to be home. I'm not doing as much cooking as Emily because <laughs> that's just not who I am. But um, I am scooping a lot of ice cream, so I will have one arm that is definitely stronger than Significantly the other. Significantly more. <laughs> 
<laughs> significantly. You just you start you switch to the left hand halfway through, and all your coworkers are like, "Whoa, are you ambidextrous?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely." <laughs> no, I just need to have. Um, I just need to even equally tone my triceps. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, now that we have a little life Sorry. update, yeah, um, let's jump into what we're gonna talk about on this fine Wednesday evening. It's pouring rain here in Boston. I don't know about in oh. Florida. It's 90 degrees outside and pitch oh. black. Oh. Yeah, it's wonderful. Very nice. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, anyway. tonight, what we're going to talk about um, and kind of want to open season two with is this idea of the troubled heart. I just went to um, a new parish here in Boston um, and it was an adoration and the priest was reading from a little reflection and he was talking about the fact that the telltale sign of a heart that doesn't trust the Lord is a heart who is troubled. Um, and as I do, I immediately called Emily and I said, listen to how my world got wrecked tonight. And she uh, and I had a little conversation on my drive home. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about a troubled heart um, and maybe not one that's like so much troubled to the point of absolute complete despair, but troubled maybe in what's next? What am I supposed to be going, um, doing next? I had, you know, my plans were going one way, they're going a different way. I had a busy schedule. Now I don't. Um, and what that looks like in today's world, especially for us as college students, um, and going into the summer. So, um, yeah, I think that <clears throat> they say with a lot of things that like the person that can function well during crisis is like the one to be feared the most of all, or like, they say it a lot about like closeted alcoholics and like the functioning alcoholic is the worst of them all. Um, and I think the same can be kind of thought of when it comes to like the troubled heart where it's like the person who functions normally despite the great chaos going on inside of them. Like that's almost a more fearful thing than someone who kind of bottoms out from the chaos and the pressure. But I think in one way or another, we're all kind of functioning chaotics. Um, yeah we're all functioning chaotic i am absolutely a functioning chaotic um but don't closet your chaos don't closet it (laughs) it is not the worst part is that at some point you reach like the actual breaking point and the world implodes but yeah holiness is the invitation to stop trying to manage your own chaos and to actually surrender over to the lord and to actually trust in him because it's trust that soothes the troubled heart. That yeah, teaches think- it to function beyond the chaos. Right, yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but like coming into summer and coming out of, oh, especially as a college student, when you know spring and, f- and fall are so planned out for you and there's mm-hmm. such a schedule and there's such a checklist that's so natural to those times of the year and then you go into breaks like we are right now, I feel like, the chaos of my schedule is less chaotic than the quietness back home. Mm. And that's where I find more trouble because the chaos that I find um, at home is not one that is predictable. It's not one that is part of the checklist. It's one that is a blindsided moment. And um, it's easy to trust when the chaos is like, you can prepare for the chaos. It's like, Mm. all right, Jesus, I know that, I know that this is gonna be a crazy week. I know you got me. I know that you will sustain me, but like, how do we, react to the chaos and react to the blindsided, you know, this is happening, this is happening when there isn't so much a checklist in front of us. Um, That's like a real test of trust with the Lord. And I think we can look at the disciples, like 
we always talk about, um, the chaos of when Jesus was with them, you know, when he was teacher and he was, he was, he was the one planning the trips. He was the one who gave them their assignments. And, you know, after his, after his death and after his ascension, it was like, there's a new chaos now because now I'm in charge. Now I have to respond to a call that is not so much, you know, right in front of me all the time doing it with me. It's a, it's a call of saying like, go out and do it yourself. You have the tools, you have the ability now go do it. Um, and I can imagine the trouble that the disciples fell into and in those chaotic moments of being like, Jesus is no longer literally standing beside me the way he was when he was, you know, before, before the passion. Um, but he's still here and my trouble, my troubled heart still can lean on him. But now I have to be aware that I need to lean on him. Not so much, you know, hearing him say, all right, yeah. it's okay. Like, come lean on me. It's more of a, all right, Jesus, like I, I learned the lesson. I did the thing. Now I need to prove to you that I really learned it. Yeah. I know you mentioned the thing about schedules and like having the next the next thing to go to. Um and it's so annoying like when you're in the moment. Like I remember at like during finals week where it's like I can't wait to be done and I don't have to answer to a schedule anymore and I just get to do whatever. And now it's like a weekend to be home being home. I'm like, great, when does work start? Like when does my schedule begin? And I know the next right thing that I have to do. We talk about that a lot where it's like holiness is doing the next right thing, virtue, whatever. It's doing the next thing in front of you and doing it well. And it's hard to approach the next right thing when you don't necessarily know what it is. And you kind of have to, you know, roll with it and just accept things as they come. And for a lot of people, that's troubling. It's like the lack of structure, the lack of direction is troubling. Yeah, and the idea of being troubled itself we have such a, such a silent pride in our lives um, mm-hmm. of being like embarrassed that we are struggling or embarrassed that we are just like unsure. Um, and it's such a human thing. It's so human to not know what to do at times. And we want to hide that. We want to be like, oh, no, 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 I have it all together. Then all of a sudden we are a dumpster fire and we are, you know, the, the chaos can't be controlled. We get to a mm-hmm. point where our chaos consumes us. It doesn't you know, drive us. It doesn't excite us. Excite us. It's much more of a consuming chaos. And that happens when we try to pretend like our troubled hearts aren't troubled and that we're all put together. And, you know, on the outside, I look perfect, but on the inside, I'm falling apart. Um, and I think that summer and like a break and like, um, like you said, um, when we don't have a schedule, it's so much easier to hide the troubledness of our hearts because we try to create this schedule. We try to create the the order we try to you know when no one's looking that's when we can fall apart where when we are in a schedule and we are on a day-to-day like this is what I have to do this is what I have to get done it's it's easier to fall apart it's easier to say like all right I'm I'm struggling because I have stuff going on I'm mm-hmm. I'm troubled because I have things going on where when we don't so much have that I'm doing something this is what I have to get done this is that's why I'm having a troubled heart it's harder to admit that we are struggling because it's like you're supposed to be relaxing. You're supposed to be having time off. Yeah. This is supposed to be easier than your day to day. And you're like, that doesn't disqualify you me. Can from hide, being... yeah, you can hide your internal chaos in the exterior chaos. That is your life during, you know, your work or your school or fill in the blank. Like you, you mask what's going on inside with the craziness and the stress that is your outside life. And then suddenly you get kicked out of this, you know, high intensity 
it's all about college. Like we're really just ranting about college. <laughs> like you get kicked Thank out bad. of this high high intensity environment, and then it's like, okay, go home or go back to, you know, your nothingness or. If you're an adult who works in the real world, I guess it's your week into your weekend. It's like, yeah, take I take this time to even... rest, but we don't know how to actually rest because we're so used to being in control and filling our schedule with things mm-hmm. so that we can, you know, not feel the troubledness. I guess we have to start talking about real adult life because it's happening in a year. So, yeah. <sighs> Welcome to the part of the podcast where we start crisising about the fact that we're graduating in a year except the fact that um we are adults but anyway whatever no but i like what you said earlier about like when it's adult life okay yeah we're ranting about college right now because that's all we know know. it's all we know exactly stop why don't we do this (laughs) (laughs) um because we're intellectuals (laughs) or whatever um no i mean going into adult life i see it with my sister you know like the craziness of her day the craziness of the work day and then coming yeah. home and being like this is where my schedule isn't a schedule anymore this is where i accomplished the things that i had to get done for the day and now it's my time to not be on the clock and it's almost like that is the more chaotic part of her day i mean granted she has two little boys so that probably adds to it but mm-hmm. when she has a structured part of her day where she's like i'm working from nine to five and at five when I get off it's like oh well I checked did the checklist and now I don't have a checklist but I'm more stressed out now than I was Mm -hmm. when I was doing the work and so it's not to disqualify anyone who's in the working world and anyone who listens who's not in college like everything that we talk about will be applicable I mean hopefully hopefully Um, I mean we're also still figuring it out but I mean yeah but like we're supposed to, like you said earlier, like we're supposed, to, I think that's one of the things we would talk about in Austria a lot too, is this idea of rest and how we don't actually know how to do it because mm-hmm. it's, you know, I just finished a work day, but that doesn't mean I'm done with my, you know, yeah. day of life. And where does the troubled heart find trust in the Lord? It's in those moments of rest when we're not, we're not super woman, we're not super man, we're not, you know, trying to get everything done. And we're literally just saying like, Jesus, I don't have anything left. I don't have any, I need to rest in you. And I need you to allow me to trust. in you. We're also just so schedule driven and oriented that like when you get the time to rest into leisure, you get bored with it after a certain amount of time. Like I find myself where it's like, Oh, I had one great day. Let's do it again the next day. No, like I'm bored of that. I need to get back to work. I feel like I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Um. yeah when Kayla and I were talking about this earlier I had mentioned a book that I read a while ago it's one of the classic the Catholic classics if you will it's called Abandonment to, to Divine Providence um, but essentially the premise of it is it's, it's the troubled heart and it's when you start accepting things as um, ways to get closer to God like when you accept the things that come at you as another another stepping stone towards heaven you stop being so consumed with you know what went right what went wrong um what could have been what should have been and you accept it as this is god's will and if there were something better it would be like i'm living the best version of my life right now um because if there were a better way for me to get to heaven that would be it like i would have it yeah if there were something better for me the lord would not withhold it in this moment right now at whatever day it is 
March 20, May 26th at March. 9.30 at night. Like, if there were something better for me than doing this right now, I would be doing it. And God would have led me to it, but instead he led me to this moment right here, right now. And my, like, my sole responsibility is to not let the troubledness of my heart consume me and to actually try to abandon myself to his holy will, to his you know, fatherly, lovingly providence. Yeah, I love that. I that, This is why I called. That's um, like, that's after... my brand and that's me yelling at myself because <laughs> the amount of times that I don't do that is every second of every day. Yeah, I think and we then... think we have too much power in God's plan. Like we could actually mess it up. Mm-hmm. If we could actually mess it up, God wouldn't be God. And we forget that too often that you know, the reason I do trust in the Lord and the reason I should trust in him is there's literally nothing I could do mm-hmm. to mess up what he has planned for me. Um, and that should merit trust. That should, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to continuously think that like, oh man, I did such a bad job today that I messed up where I'm supposed to be tomorrow. No, like I did what I did today, but that doesn't mean that God loves me any less, that his plan for me isn't already in the works and that he can't find a way to, you know, fix the issues that I put what's yeah. saying that like God writes with like straight lines or something like that he writes he writes straight it's, words with crooked lines or something like something that like that um but, yeah I mean the premise of it all is that like God is not as fragile as we are and we're so concerned with how am I gonna do xyz how am I gonna get this right how am I gonna do what I'm supposed to be doing and it's like if you would just if if we would just trust him if we would just like actually see him as he is and understand that yes it's important for me to work it's important for me to put in the time and like give whatever's in front of me my best effort but at the end of the day understanding that god is god and i am not yeah and so we finish this episode like we do all because we have a podcast about complacency how do we tie you know complacency into trust Hmm. I think it all comes down to the idea of, you know, like, do I actually trust you, Lord? Is it a word or is it a reality? Because we can say we trust God all we want. And we can say the prayers. We can write the podcast episodes. We can write the Instagram bios and, you know, posts and everything. But if that isn't a reality and I don't first actually trust him and actively think about what I'm trusting him with and what I'm trusting him in, I will not actually be a trustful disciple, a trustful, you know, child of God. I will always be this closeted, chaotic, troubled hearted person. Yeah. I think my answer, as it always comes down to, is being more in the moment and embracing each moment as it comes and not as we want it to or as we wished it would have. Um, and especially with this, you know, entering into this new section of our lives of like letting everything that happened spring semester be what it was and to embrace you know whatever the summer holds as a a new opportunity and a new moment of grace um yeah and I think like Kaylee said approaching each thing and saying like how lord do I actually trust you but also asking the question of how can I trust you more in this of like trusting anything trusting anyone loving anyone is never like a one and done thing it's never like 
yes, I now love you completely. I now trust you completely. It's, it's always a continual thing. It's always the growth. And it's, Lord, how can I give you more of my heart in this? Yeah. There's also um, a litany of trust mm-hmm. that, that we'll, we'll put a link on with in the little description of this it's, episode. It's beautiful. Oh, it's so good. But it's also so hard because there's so many lines in it when you're like, oh, shoot, mm-hmm. I did not know that I... There are so <laughs> many parts of it that I say and I'm like, Lord, give me the grace to mean what I just said. Amen. And uh, that, that would be my last little, little advice um, going off this episode. So there will be a link in the little description of this mm-hmm. um, for the litany of trust. Yeah. All right. Yes and amen. <laughs>